welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. Well, praise the Lord. Anybody happy today? What a great day. So good. Hey, listen, um, there's a scripture, and I quoted it during the offering, and Dominic just referred to this truth, that we enter into his gates. See, everything you need is in him and in, in where he is. And we don't enter in because we're perfect. We enter in with thanksgiving because of his mercy, because of his grace, because of his kindness, his goodness. It's not so much, Lord, give me. It's enter into what he's already given you. And how do you do that? I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter. How do you enter? How do you enter into those good things the Lord's provided? Praise. With praise. So we just encourage you. Open the door. Step in. Quit waiting for God to give us what he's already given us. Let's step in. Let's start thanking God for what he's already done. And you'll start seeing some of those things you thought you didn't have yet. But really, you've had them all along. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm excited today. This is a great day. You know, every church service that I've ever been in in this church for the last 34 years has been unique, fresh, and powerful. God doesn't get stale. Amen. I mean, if, if, you're, if people are bored serving the Lord, they're doing it wrong. Serving the Lord means fullness of joy. Serving the Lord means abundance of blessing and peace and hope and future. It's amazing if you're serving the Lord right. Now, if you're just kind of, you know, visiting the Lord once a week and kind of doing your own thing for the rest of the week, I could see how that could get a little old and a little mundane. But if you're living for God every day of your life, it's wonderful. Jesus. Now, the devil, I mean, no, there's a devil and there are demons. The devil constantly lies to people and tells them, if you really follow the Lord, you won't like it. If you really sell out to God, you won't like it. That's the enemy. Because the Bible says he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. The Bible says if we serve and obey the Lord, we'll spend our days in prosperity and our years in pleasure. So just resist those thoughts that try to tell you serving God is boring and tell the devil you've been reading the Bible and you know better. Serving the Lord is the most awesome thing you could ever be involved with. You talk about purpose and peace and joy and healing and deliverance. Things this world can never give you, God can give you when you sell out to Him. So be encouraged, church. Turn with me in your Bible to Mark 11. Mark chapter 11. And we're going to pray and we're going to get right into the rest that the Lord has for us here. So while you're turning to Mark chapter 11 in your Bibles, I will pray. Father, we're asking... That as we move forward in this service, you would continue to minister to us. Thank you for what you've already done. Thank you for what you're about to do. And we thank you the things that we receive from you today. We'll act on them. We'll see results because your word is true. Father, we're looking to you for answers, solutions, and the power that we need today to get recovered from things, to get through things we're presently going through, to overcome things in the future. But even in addition to that, Lord, equip us 
to be a bigger blessing to the people all around us. We thank you for doing it. In Jesus' name, amen. So in Matthew, excuse me, in Mark chapter 11, we're going to read verse 22. Jesus just demonstrated the power of God by speaking to a fig tree. It had leaves, but it had no fruit. And he said, no man eat of this tree hereafter forever. His disciples heard him talk to a tree. I don't think that's crazy because you've talked to your car. You've talked to your toaster. You've talked to your washing machine. Hopefully not in the negative like most people. You stupid thing. I can't believe you dumb car. Talking to your car. All right. So you've got to watch out how you talk to things because they may respond to you. Well, Jesus spoke to a tree. It withered from the roots within 24 hours, so much so that it, well, if you read verse 21, right after the Lord had done that to teach us this amazing lesson, it says in Mark chapter 11, verse 21, Peter, remembering what he had done to the fig tree, said, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Happened like within 24 hours. And so Jesus answering and said unto them, have faith in God. So he's telling his disciples right here how they can begin to operate in the power of God to such a level where things around us don't have to be uh, dictating to us how our life is going to be. Our, let me put it this way. Jesus is teaching in these next few verses how to be a victor, not a victim. How to move things out of your life that aren't right. Um, he, he gave us an illustration here in Mark eleven twenty three. If you want to just read Mark eleven twenty three, he basically said, "Guys, see what I did to this tree. You have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever, whoever says to this mountain, mountain be removed, be cast into the sea. If this person does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says." Now, the reason that verse goes right over a lot of people's heads is because they think they're only human. If you think you're only human, you will live in the victim zone. But if you will accept the truth of the scriptures that say you are the offspring of God, you're made in the image and likeness of God, you'll start to realize, hey, wait a second. I don't have to be run over by every problem that comes my way. I'm a child of God. Some of him's in me. If you're a born again Christian, some of him is in you. He created the universe with his words. I would think we could cast a few problems out of our life with words. Well, I figure if you can move a mountain by believing a thing in your heart and saying it with your mouth, you could move a tumor out of your body. You could move a cancer out of your blood. Come on, if, if, did Jesus tell the truth or is he just telling us fairy tales here? He's telling us, listen guys, it all starts with having faith in God. But then he says, you need to learn how to use the faith of God. Not just say, I have a belief in this religion or whatever. Use your faith with believing and speaking is how you use your faith. And the, the, the sobering thing about this is it works in the negative. Be very cautious about what you're believing and saying. Fear is faith in the enemy to bring things to pass in your life. Faith in God is faith in God to bring good things to pass in your life. Watch out about using your God-given ability to believe 
against yourself. People do it all the time. They use their God-given powers. They fear a thing in their heart. They release their fear. They say it with their mouth. And now the door starts to open for these things they're afraid of to come into their life. And the spiritual principle comes to pass. The thing I greatly feared has come upon me. And that which I was afraid of has happened unto me. So stay out of the fear zone. And even if you feel fear, don't release your fear by saying what you are afraid of. That's how you release spiritual power. You, you believe it in your heart or you fear it in your heart. And when you start to say it with your mouth and start to live in accordance with what you're believing or fearing, it starts to happen in your life. And that needs to be corrected if you're going the wrong way. But, it, but you need to adjust. Somebody says, well, I don't know how to believe. If you know how to fear, you know how to believe. Just change it from fear to faith. Expect something good to happen instead of something bad to happen. And start talking about the good and acting in line with the good. And you'll see the power of God in your life. Miracles. This scripture says, whoever says to this mountain, be removed. Or we could put it like this. He's using a mountain to show us that this mountain and anything less than this mountain... If it's a big problem in your life, you have something to say about it. Amen. If you believe a thing in your heart and say it with your mouth, you will eventually have whatever you say. Why? Because you're not only human. Thank the Lord. If we were only human, we would be victims to everything. It's so sad to see people with... You know, I've heard celebrities and people with lots of money just talk like they're victims. It's just, well, we never know what's going to happen. Who knows? I may get cancer. Who knows? I may die of COVID. Who knows? It's like, oh my goodness, come to Faith Heights Church. Tap into our live stream, please. You don't have to be that way. You can rise up. Jesus has given us the answers right here to how to get things out of our life. Stay protected. So, come back to the thought now. Verse 22. He said, have faith in God. So it all starts off with have faith in God. Now turn to 1 John 4. And I want to be a little more specific about the word God. So we can know a little more clearly what we should be resting in and leaning on. Especially in the crisis of life. What are we trusting in here? We're trusting in God who's a million miles away and he doesn't even care about us little earthlings down here and he's the creator of the universe. No, it's a lot more intimate than that. Look at verse 16, 1 John 4, 16. And we have known and believed. So you got to go from knowing to trusting with all your heart. What? What do we know and believe? What do we know and believe? That God exists? Well, that's good. But this scripture says, go, be, go beyond that. In addition to knowing He exists, believe the love that He has for you. Believe the love that God has for you. Pastor, I know it. Well, this scripture said knowing isn't believing. Rest on it when the storms come. Breathe a sigh of relief when it looks like you're going down. Why? Because the Lord loves me. I not only know He loves me, I lean on this love when it gets tough. I lean on this love. And I refuse to worry because love won't let me down. You have to develop faith in the love of God. It's not normal in this world. We think we have to earn everything. We think we have to, you know, be good enough for everything. We need to develop faith in the love of God to help us whether we're perfect or not. Everybody say develop. 
This doesn't happen automatically, especially in this backwards world. We grew up in a fallen world that does not teach these things. You have to renew your mind, get in a whole new path, get in a whole new mindset, and realize our receiving good things from God has nothing to do with earning or debt. He owes us nothing, but he wants us to have everything. And you can receive it if you learn, listen closely, learn to receive what you don't deserve. Everybody say learn. Learn. This isn't going to come automatically. It's not going to come now. You're going to have to learn to receive from love what you don't deserve. And actually the Bible is even stronger than that. The Bible says when you need help in your life as an imperfect work in progress Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Mercy and grace means you need something you don't deserve. Mercy and grace means um, you don't get punishment you do deserve. And the Bible says come confidently and get it. Hebrews chapter 4. Come confidently and get what? What you don't deserve. Come confidently and get pardoned that you deserve punishment for. Come confidently and believe that you receive these things from the Lord because faith is how God designed the system and you're going to have to come with some faith. And you're going to have to train yourself and retrain yourself to get into this mode of I can have what I don't deserve because of His goodness, not my goodness. All right. so we're talking about faith in love which is another way to say faith in God. Have faith in God. We just read that. Have faith in love. You know why I like to put it this way? I believe the Holy Spirit gave it to me this way. Is because you're going to have a lot harder time doubting that love would let you down. How many fathers and mothers do we have in here? Guardians, aunts, uncles, nanas, papas, all right? How many of you would still help your child get healed even though they've been rebellious for the last three weeks. Weird attitude. Funky attitude. Not cleaning their room. Watching things they shouldn't have been watching. How many many of you still want them healed even though they're not perfect? Why? Because you have a degree of love in you. Well, how much more love himself is going to want to help us even though we're still works in progress? Huh? I think the enemy is, is, is holding a lot of people back from bold praying for things they need because they just don't feel like they deserve it. Newsflash, you don't deserve it. That's what grace is. Grace means you get good things you don't deserve. In other words, you get good things because he's good, not because your past track record is full of goodness. You have to retrain yourself. See, we're going to have to bend you want to pray a really powerful prayer with me? Yes. How many want to pray a really powerful, life-changing yes. prayer with me right now? Yes. Yes. It's, it's three words. You ready? Repeat after me. Lord, Lord bend, me. bend me. On the inside, right? Thoughts, beliefs, attitudes. You don't have to wait one more second, do one more good deed, read one more scripture to be healed and receive every miracle you ever needed in your life right now. 
You don't have to do one more act of penance. You don't have to get water baptized. Although we believe in these things, you don't have to do one more thing to receive a miracle from the Lord because he's good and his mercy endures forever. Now you talk about wanting to do good. Let the Lord overwhelm you with his goodness and you'll just be somebody going somewhere to be good. Ever hear the expression, hurting people hurt people? Well, loved people love people. Enough love will change your life from the inside out. Enough goodness will change your life from the inside out. Anybody excited about this truth? Faith in love. That's as powerful as it gets. Faith in what? Faith in His love as a Father to take care of us while we're on this earth and forevermore. Learn to believe in the love of God for you. Alright, so God's going to help you because He's your Father, not because you're perfect. How many of you are going to help your kids when they're perfect? Is that when you're going to start helping your kids? When they're perfect, right? As soon as you're perfect, honey, I'll, I'll be good to you. As soon as you're perfect, I'll take care of you. As soon as you're perfect, I'll let you in out of the rain. What's that called? That's called not love. Right? We can expect help from God because He's good, not because we've always been good. Are you bending? You feel yourself bending a little bit here? Huh? Faith in love is how we can receive help from God when we were the cause of the problem. You want to see a really cool scripture? No? Okay, we'll go on. <laughs> All right, go to Psalm 107. Now, since we're bending <laughs> in these meetings, um, we're going to have a different outlook after today's message. But that doesn't mean you're always going to stay there. You're going to have to hold these teachings before you so that you don't snap back like a rubber band to where you always used to be before church today. See, my responsibility is to give you what I believe is the word of the Lord. It's then your responsibility to hold it before you long enough till it's engrafted in your life, in your blood, part of your attitude. All right, I can't be with you 24-7, but I can give you a good start here with the Lord's help. And Paul said this to Timothy. He'd preached to him some things, and Paul said, Timothy, consider what I say, and the Lord will give you understanding. We need to go home, consider what we've heard, so we can get the full understanding from the Lord, and it work in our life. And we're not talking about 24-7, you know what I mean? But we're talking about, don't forget what the Lord told you. Don't forget what He spoke to you. Go over it. Get it engrafted in your life. Don't assume, don't assume you already have faith in love to the highest levels. We can all develop more in faith, in His goodness, faith in His love. I mean, the Lord has been dealing with me. I told Carla this just yesterday. I guess that the Lord has been dealing with me. He told me, He says, Son... If you believe more in my goodness, you will see more of my goodness. But then he cautioned me. He said, but remember this, only believe. Meaning, that's all I have to do, and that's all I better do. <laughs> remember he told the man, 
Only fear not, only believe. Only believe. What does that mean? It means you don't have to do anything else. Just believe, but it also means you better not do anything else, or you'll be adding to faith and grace, and that's how you get away from receiving from the Lord. And the Lord told me, He said, Son, believe more in my goodness, and you'll see more of my goodness. See, see, my brain says, if I'm better at reading and I'm better at confessing the word and I'm better at studying the Bible and I'm better at praying, I'll see more of his goodness. On the contrary, if you get into the earning mode, you leave grace. Then it's reckoned of debt and not of grace. Are you listening? Yes, do good. Yes, be a good, but don't rely on that as why you're able to receive help from the Lord. Uh, this is a really good truth. A lot of people get confused about this, and we want people to get this straight. There's two things we're talking about here. We are saved, healed, and delivered, and prosperous by grace, through faith, and that of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We are saved, which is a huge word, it encompasses healing for the body, peace for the mind, help in the, in the financial area. We're saved by grace through faith. And that not of ourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But, right on the other hand, we are rewarded by works. Now, you don't need rewards to go to heaven. Are you listening to me? But you do need to be saved to go to heaven. And salvation is by grace through faith. Rewards are because of the things we do in the, in the body. Because of the things we overcome for Him. And the works that we do for Him. The only thing that's going to follow us to heaven is the things we've done for the Lord. That's it. Hopefully you need more than a Volkswagen. Hopefully you need a big old U-Haul with all the works you've done for the Lord, right? Big train following you to heaven. But that's rewards. But we're talking today about faith in His love to get the things that any father would want his children to have. See, if a father will take care of his kids, but that doesn't mean he's going to pay him all this money for, for working uh, if they don't work for him on the job. To have their needs met, have a you know, roof over their house, nice place, nice family. But So, in Psalm 107, verse 20, I mentioned that faith and love is how we can receive help from God when we were the cause of the problem that we're wanting help to get out of. What does it say, verse 20? God sent His Word and healed them. And that's why we're in the Word all the time at the church. If you ever wonder what your support for the church is doing, it's doing this right here. God's word's getting out and people are getting healed. And he sent his word and delivered them from their own destructions. How can you receive that? Well, I, I, I created the mess, Pastor. I created the problem. How can I get delivered? I'm the one that messed up, you know. Let's say somebody was, you know, living a loose lifestyle and contracted HIV. How could they expect to get healing from the Lord? Because he wants to deliver you from your destructions. Amen. Now he's going to want to talk to you about not getting in that same boat again and having the same problem come back. I mean, the Lord likes to fix reasons for problems, not just problems. Amen. And if you're living a certain way that's opening the door to problems in your life, you might want to consider stop it. Stop living that way. But do you have to stop it before you're healed? Well, it might help your faith some, but God will also deliver you from your destructions. See, there's no such thing as no hope with the Lord. Oh, there's no hope for me. I made, my, I, I, I made, I made, made the bed, I got I to gotta lay in it. I, I made the problems, I got to you know, reap what I sowed. Not necessarily so. 
you can trust in Jesus who reaped all the punishment you deserve and get out from under the punishment that you deserve and you'll not have to reap what you sowed. Not sure why we're not all dancing and shouting right now because that's a really good word. That's a really good word. Now listen closely. Faith in love. What does that mean? It means you don't worry about making it through anymore. You know you're going to make it through. I have faith in love. Love won't let me down. So we can't earn what we need and if we try, we'll never get it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, so turn with me to Romans chapter 8. We're, we're moving towards something new today. I want to, it's Not new, but same, same series, but another part of this series. In Romans 8, verse 37, this is a really awesome scripture. You can put it up on the screen as soon as you get it. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says, in all these things... He just mentioned a bunch of terrible things and problems that people go through. I mean, early premature deaths, diseases, all kinds of stuff. And Paul said, in, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. <laughs> okay. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So, what that means is, we make it through everything because he loves us. And if you'll have faith in that love, you'll see it show up in your life. It won't just be a scripture in the Bible, ink on paper. It'll actually be in your life. You will make it through things other people don't make it through simply because you believe he loves you that much to see you through. I think the key word here is believing he loves you that much. Obviously, him loving us that much doesn't make it happen. But our believing he loves us that much makes it happen in our lives. And that's why Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. If you believe, you'll see the glory of God, the goodness of God. So do you all realize that there's a lot of people not making it whom God loves? I said, do you notice there's a lot of people not making it through the storms of life going down? But God loves him? <clears throat> well, if God loves me, why am I delivered? Oh, there's one key word. You have to believe. You have to believe he loves you that much to see that he loves you that much because God will not barge into your life with anything at all, even if you need it, unless you open the door. And believing what he said is how you open the door. You say, well, I don't know if I like that. Well, talk to the Lord about it. I mean, his way is perfect. How can you improve on perfect? He chose faith to be the way, and he, we need to be very thankful he chose faith as the way we get his blessings because if it came some other way, we're all goners. Everybody can get in on faith, but not everybody can be perfect. Obviously. <laughs> all of sin that comes short of the glory of God. So I thought it was interesting in this verse of scripture, put it back on the screen. I, I came up with this as I was teaching healing school, I think years ago. I realized, okay, hold on a second here. So if, if we are more than conquerors over all these problems and sicknesses and bondages that try to come against us in life, if we're more than conquerors through him that loved us, if I'm more than a conqueror through him who loved me, then to think that I might not make it through is to doubt his love for me. And I'd put it in the, in the, the sense when I was teaching, to think you might not make it through is to doubt his love for you. 
to think you might not make it through is to doubt his love for you. Say this with me. I will never doubt his love for me. I will make it through because I'm more than a conqueror through him who loved me. I will make it through because he loves me. Not because I'm perfect. Not because I deserve it. I'm going to make it through because he loves me. I'm more than a conqueror through him who loves me. You got that church? We're more than conquerors through him who loves us. To think you might not make it through is to doubt his love for you. And the devil's constantly trying to get us to doubt his love. You know, the more you grow in understanding how much the Lord loves you, the more ridiculous it is to think he wants people sick. But you got to grow in love if you want that, get to that level of confidence. All right, do this with me. Uh, turn with me to John 11. And we're going to keep moving forward here. i got a little bit of time left. Um, what does faith in love mean? Well, one thing it means is we don't worry about God not coming through for us. Say, don't worry. What's worry? It's a sign that maybe you're believing something is greater than God's love for you. Well, what's worry? Worry is not realizing how much the Lord loves you and he's going to take care of you. Got to watch out about this worry thing. Love will not let us down. Tell you what, I'm going to go past that one for the remaining time. And I'm going to, we'll maybe come back to that later some other day. Turn with me. I'm going to go a little bit further ahead now. Turn with me to Acts 13. And real quickly here, look at verse 40 and 41. Because what I'm about to share with you here for the remaining time, you might think is too good to be true. And so I needed to read this scripture to you to let you know that you want to be on guard for that. You in Acts chapter 13? Look with me in verse 40 and 41. Paul says, beware. Everybody say, beware. Beware. Turn to your neighbor and say, beware. Beware, Beware, therefore, lest what has been spoken in the prophets come upon you. What is that? Behold, you despisers, marvel and perish, God said, for I work a work in your days, a work which you will by no means believe, though one were to declare it to you. You know what he's talking about here? The work of salvation by grace, through faith. The work of mercy that causes you to escape criminal, criminal punishment you deserve. The work of grace that says you get all the blessings of being perfect, and you're not perfect. The blessings, the healing, deliverance, all this belongs to you by His grace and mercy, if you'll only believe. And He said here, beware lest you think it's too good to be true. Everybody say, beware. Beware. So turn with me now to Romans chapter 3. And I want to talk to you for the remaining time about an, an aspect of the love of God that we see clearly in God sending His own Son, Jesus. And I want you to think about this phrase. We're talking about faith in love. I want to say this. We want to talk for the remaining time about faith in his blood. 
and what His blood has provided for you and me. It's interesting to see the Lord has shed His blood for everybody on this planet, but many have no benefits in their life from that shed blood. Because again, it's not just what the Lord has done, it's what are you going to believe about what He did. If you want good things to show up in your life, you can't just know that God did it for you. No, we have known and believed the love that God has to us. Why? Because that's how you open the door. Everybody say this. Believe more. Believe more. See more. See more. John eleven forty. If you believe, you will see the glory of God, Jesus said. And they believed, and Lazarus was raised from the dead, healed of whatever killed him in the first place, and he lived out his life. Jesus said, didn't I say to you, if you believe, you'll see the glory of God. Well, believe more, see more. What do you think we should believe in more of? Well, if you want to see more of the goodness of God in your life, believe more in the goodness of God. Right? And, And remember, it's not for perfect people. It's for believing people. Paul goes into that in the fourth chapter of Romans. But right here in the third chapter... I want you to notice the phrase, faith in His blood. What is that all about? Romans 3, verse 25 and 26. You guys there? Romans 3, verse 25 and 26. Whom God, talking about Jesus, set forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith... To demonstrate His righteousness because in His forbearance God has passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate the present time His righteousness that He might be just and the justifier of one who has faith in Jesus. Now, without reading, everybody quote what I just read to you. (laughs) Let alone understand it, right? Could you please put up on the screen the King James Version of this same verse? And while he's doing that... Um, well, I'll wait till they do that. And then I'm going to read you the God's Word version of these two verses. But the King James says, God has set forth Jesus to be the propitiation through faith in His blood. See that phrase? Faith in His blood. Say this, I have faith, I have faith in, his blood. in His blood. Faith that it will do what for you? Well, number one, it'll get you to heaven. Right? It, it washes away all your sins. Yes. Anybody remember the old song? What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Wait, what's, what's the next part say? What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make you whole again? How about if you just try a little harder to be good? That'll make you whole, right? How about, if you just, how about if you just do a few more good deeds, serve a little harder in the church, read a few more chapters every day? No, nothing can make me whole again. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We need to make sure our faith for all His provisions are in and in only His blood, His mercy, His grace, His goodness. Other things, fine, works, rewards out here, whatever. But when it comes to receiving from the Lord, we need to make sure we are honed in on Him. His blood and His mercy and grace. This is how you get somewhere with the Lord. We just read during the offering, what caused Peter to be a better person? Laws and scolding, threats, fear, 
What caused him to be a better person? So much of the goodness of God that he left his business when it was at his all-time high and followed Jesus for the rest of his life, and he's still following him today, thousands of years later. He's a pillar in the temple of God, right? He's an authority figure in heaven. The God's Word translation says this, God shows that Christ is the throne of mercy. That's the word propitiation. God showed that Christ is the throne of mercy where God's approval is given through faith in Christ's blood. Basically, what all this is saying here is we are now right with God because of faith in His blood. That's amazing. So, I want you to do this with me. Turn to... um, Exodus chapter 12. Now this is a huge deal here. I, I, um, it doesn't get any more powerful than the blood of Jesus. When it comes to resisting disease, being healed of cancer, when it comes to staying protected in a world full of epidemics, it doesn't get any stronger than faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. I, I know that right now our country is really experiencing a lot of interesting things that we haven't experienced as much. Uh, I know some in, in times past we have, but not quite to the global scale that it's on right now. And I know there's people that um, are all for the vaccines. We know there's some people that don't, won't want the vaccines. And, um, but let me, let me just share this with you. The blood of Jesus always works. Okay, it's as powerful as it gets. The blood has not lost its power from the days of Egypt, from the days of Jesus, right? The the, the type of Christ, the Christ himself, the blood has not lost its power. There is an invisible, powerful, impenetrable shield around people who believe in the blood of Jesus to where no evil shall befall them and no plague come near their dwelling. See, we need to develop in these areas. Going to church doesn't mean you're developing these areas. What you do with what you get in church determines if you're developing in these areas. So we say, well, I've been going to church all my life and I still get sick. Well, it's not going to church. It's what you do with what you get in church that determines if you're going to be a stalwart Christian. It's what's developed in you between Sundays because of what you do, what you got on Sunday. That's why we have archives. That's why you want to take notes. That's why you want to remember these things. Church epidemics are real. Jesus said in the last days there would be an increase of epidemics. And he said that's the beginning of sorrows. Let alone things that are happening in the heavens and asteroids and all this. These are the beginning of sorrows. If there's ever a day you need to do something with what you get in church, it's now. Don't just go to church thinking that's a fix-all. It's a start. It's where you get equipped. Now you have something to do until you meet again. Go over the scriptures. Talk like you believe. Act like you believe. Develop in faith. Talk with others between Sundays. Develop in it. Why? Because we're coming upon a time we're going to need it. Are you kidding me? I knew these days were coming. Years ago, you go back, listen to archives. We prophesied these things many, many times. There's coming a day you're going to have to use your faith. It's pretty easy right now, but you're going to have to use your faith. And if you are going to wait until you need faith to get faith, you're too late. We've had it good. But the end of all things is at hand. Some of these things are escalating that aren't real good. Powers of darkness are on the loose. They have been for a long time, but they seem to be even more adamant. And so you think, well, vaccine or no vaccine? Listen, there's a scripture in Proverbs 
And I'll tell you what the, the scripture reference is. You don't have to turn there necessarily because I'll quote it to you. In Proverbs 21, verse 31, the Bible says, The horse is prepared for the day of battle. Prepare. Do what you think you got to do. Be led by the Spirit. The horse is prepared for the day of battle. But, everybody say but. But. Safety is of the Lord. No Lord, no guarantee. All the horses on this planet are going to get you where you need to go or keep you safe. You could put it like this. Guns are prepared for the day of battle. Tanks are prepared for the day of battle. But if that's all you're relying on, you have no guarantee of being safe. No guarantee. Because ultimately, yes, prepare. Do what you got to do in the natural. Don't be dumb. Use, use your brain. But don't think that that is your deliverance. If the Lord's not in it, safety's of the Lord. Another scripture says, If the Lord is not keeping a city protected, the watchmen awake in vain, looking for enemies. I said it's all vain. What I'm saying is vaccine or no vaccine, we all need to be under the blood in these days. I said we all need to be under the blood. The blood of Jesus needs to be more real to us than a vaccine. Say, Pastor, is it right or wrong? That's between you and the Lord. You, you'd seek the Lord about it. Well, you know, there's some things you have to be led about. Be led by the Spirit. What to do and what not to do. Um, if you have to take it, believe God. There's no side effects. So you're going to you're gonna have to believe God any way you go. You don't take it, you're going to have to believe for divine protection without it. What's right and what's wrong? What's right is what you in your heart are being led by the Lord to do. That's what's right. But whether you take it or whether you don't take it, believe in the power of the blood of Jesus over all of it to keep you safe either way. Because the horse is prepared for the day of battle. Sometimes vaccines and things are prepared for the days of epidemics. But safety is of the Lord. Don't ever trust in something above the Lord to keep you safe. Don't ever put all... Get a gun if you're led to get one. If you, if you ha- need one, you get one. No, that's not, but don't trust in it. This is prepared for the day of battle, but safety is from the Lord. Don't ever forget that ultimate safety is from the Lord. It's from the Lord. And don't ever do anything out of fear. Don't do good things out of fear. What do I mean? What do you mean by that? Well, you're opening the door. If you're if you're if you're if you're doing something as an act of fear, that's powerful in the negative. I, I tell sometimes parents, well, should, I, should I put my kids in a Christian school or should I put them in a public school? Uh, I, I'm afraid to put them in a public school. I, I, I'm afraid to put them in a public school, so I'm going to put them in a Christian school. If you're doing that in fear, that's not good. Put them in a. Did I say that right? So, I don't want to put my kids in a public school because I'm afraid, so I'm going to put them in a Christian school. Don't ever, do, don't ever do stuff like that in fear because you're acting in fear. You're doing something good, but the motive is fear, and that's not good at all. What you should do is, you know, I prayed. I sensed the Holy Spirit saying, put my kids in a Christian school. 
That's what I'm going to do. And that's why I'm going to do it, because the Lord told me to. Not because I'm afraid something bad will happen if I don't. You've got to watch out about doing good things because you're afraid. Do good things because you're a good person. And do good things because the Spirit of God led you to do those good things. Can I get a witness, church? So, um, real quick, turn to Exodus chapter 12. I'm going to call this month forevermore. <laughs> I'm going to call this month and forevermore I'm Covered Awareness Month. Yes. Woo. I'm covered. Covered by the blood. Awareness Month. I'm covered by the blood. What do you mean? We want people to become very aware of the fact that the blood of Jesus has been shed and there's protection in that blood. Look in Exodus chapter 12. You're all there except me. This is just before the children of Israel were delivered out of Egyptian bondage. Um, Exodus 12. Probably don't want to read out of Leviticus. That's where I was, so we'll... Well, I'll get to Exodus here. And uh, let's go ahead and put up on the screen verses 12 through 14 to start. Exodus 12, 12 through 14. God said, I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Look at the next verse. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. That's where we get the word Passover from. And the plague or the epidemic shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Now listen very closely, church. I've been studying the word for 34 years. I've dug into these things in the Hebrew and in the Greek and the original language. God is saying here that he's going to allow some things to happen to the firstborn in Egypt. He's not the causer of these problems. And we'll read a verse you'll see here in just a minute where you can see it's him allowing things to happen that Egypt's sin was calling for. God had protected him for a long time, but they kept calling for their sin. They kept sinning. They kept calling for it. And God finally said, okay, it's coming. But he told the children of Israel, the plagues are coming. Death, plagues are coming. Epidemics on a high proportion. They're coming. They're coming. But if you will put the blood of the lamb, the spotless lamb that I told you to kill and then eat the flesh on the inside, no half... He said, if you'll put the blood on the side posts of your house, when, I, when, I, when that death angel's coming through, that blood is going to make that stuff pass over your house. Right. Look at the next verse. Look at verse 21 through 24. Exodus 12, 21 through 24. Not the next verse, but... Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. Keep going. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin, and none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. Next verse. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians when he sees the blood. Now notice, on the lintel, on the two doorposts, 
the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. See, there's a destroyer out there looking for access. And God was right there saying, you can't go in here. That's right. God was right, right. See, right when that plague was coming, God was right there too saying, no, you can't. All these sinners that are not repenting and all these sinners that are calling for destruction, they're calling for you. But right here where the blood is, you can't stop here. That's right. How many like the Lord saying, when the disease and epidemics come to your house, telling, telling that epidemic, you can't stop in this house. They That's believe right. in the blood of Jesus in yeah, this house. That's right. They've yeah. been saying it. He'll rewind the tape of your last week's conversation. They'll hear you. See here, they're singing about the blood in their living room. They're saying, yeah. thank God for the blood. They're aware of the blood of Jesus. This is, this is I'm covered by the blood awareness month. Yes. I said, this is I'm covered by the blood awareness year. Yes. This is I'm covered by the blood yeah. awareness forever. Yeah. Say this, I'm going to be more aware of the blood of Jesus than ever before. I thought it was interesting. He said, he said this, shall, you know, this will be a sign. <laughs> that was interesting. Because um, as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to share something we have out in the lobby that will really help you in this area. But I believe the more aware we are of the blood of Jesus and the protection of God, the more of his protection we'll experience in our lives. Everybody say, faith in the blood. Faith in the blood. Woo! <laughs> Glory to God. You know, I was when when this COVID thing first hit, I thought, oh, it's not that big a deal. And then it hit me. I mean, it hit me like a year and a half ago. I mean, it was, it was the flu. It was basically the flu. I, I, when I had had it, I didn't get checked, but I knew I had it. Um, I, um, it's not that I, I felt something brand new. Everything I, it hit me, I felt before. It's just they were in little different proportions. Mm-hmm. And I think I was a little bit, um, I was battling this thing for a couple of weeks, a year and a half ago. Right when it first, they said it first came out. And then we've got some loved ones that have battled with it, and it's really hit them kind of hard. We, we know other people. It's, so it's a real thing. Yeah. It's a real epidemic. Yeah. Yeah. Can anybody vouch for that? I mean, yeah. it's, it's a real epidemic. It's not cool. It's not fun. So I just believe the Lord said, be more aware of my blood. Yeah. And be more aware of me not allowing that stuff to come to your house. Don't be ashamed of the blood. Be aware of the fact that it's, right. it's real. It's a real shield. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that we overcome the devil and demons and all his bondages by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. You know, the blood didn't work for them in Egypt until they applied it. How do we apply the blood of Jesus today? Well, number one, you need to be aware of it more than we have been. I mean, when the world's saying this and saying that and another epidemic's coming, another this happened, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, we need to be more aware of the blood of Jesus so that those things don't bother us. Yeah. People think you're crazy, but that's okay. <laughs> I'd rather be healthy and thought crazy than sick and fit in with everybody else on the planet. 
Praise the Lord. So we do have some materials out there. You can check it out. And everything that you, I think it's donation basis this morning, but um, all the instructions are out there on the table. And if you want any of the product out there to help you stay aware, you can. It's all available for you right there. And it's all going into the ministry too. So you're supporting getting the word to the world at the same time. So stand up church. Let's don't leave right yet. Give me just a couple more seconds here. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. And Heavenly Father, we look to you. Your word is true. Quicken us with remembrance of these things after church is over. In the middle of the week, quicken us concerning the power of the blood of Jesus. Quicken us. Show us how we can stay in this zone of not worrying and not being afraid. Father, thank you. You provided protection for your people no matter how crazy things get in this earth realm. There is protection for your people through faith in the blood of Christ. Thank you, Father. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Christians in an attitude of prayer. Watching online, just reverence this time with us. Here's the big question. Are you born again? Do you know that if you die today, you're going straight to heaven? Because if you aren't convinced of that, please pray this prayer. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. It's called the salvation prayer. It takes about 30 seconds. Most important thing you could ever do on this planet is receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So search your heart. If there's any question, any doubt at all. Now, if you've already responded to altar calls in the past, you're saved. It's stuck. It worked. If you don't feel like it worked, it did work. Believe. Just stay believing. But if you can't ever remember a time in your life where you formally said, Jesus, you are my Lord. Come into my life. Then we want to give you that opportunity right now to receive Jesus and to become born again. So heaven is your eternal home and you have no more worries about where you're going to go when you die. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you'd like this prayer to count for you, the salvation prayer, which we'll all pray at the end of the service here. I'm going to ask you to do something. It's called an act of faith. Because faith without action is dead. So we like to give people an opportunity to act in faith so that their faith is not dead and so they can receive this miracle of being born again. So as a simple act of faith, if you want to be saved, if you want to be born again, and you want to pray this prayer with me to be saved, right now as an act of faith, raise your hand. Anybody at all. We have visitors all the time. If you've never prayed this prayer, raise your hand high so I can see it. Everybody else is praying. Anybody at all, raise your hand if you want to pray this prayer of salvation. Okay. I didn't see any hands go up, but we're going to pray a global prayer for those watching online. And if there was anybody in the church here that you wish you would have raised your hand, but you didn't raise your hand, well, we're going to give you an opportunity to do it anyway. So if you want to be born again or in support to those that want to be born again, say these words, Jesus, Jesus, I believe in you you. with all my heart. heart. I I believe God raised you from the dead. And now according to your word, according to to the covenant, covenant, I'm saved. I'm I'm going to heaven when I die. die. You loved me that much. much. 
to send me Jesus. I believe in him. I will not perish. I have everlasting life. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab. 